Welcome to this week's Spin Foil Theory. We're about to take a dive into another mystery from the lore of Destiny the Game. Specifically, we'll be giving high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging them. If you have any questions or theories of your own, write to us at spinfoiltheory at gmail.com or visit us over at spinfoiltheory.com. And now, let's put on our spin foil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. Click a recording. Yep, or depper. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing, doing it the, live. The record here. Doing Not it really. Live. We're doing it live. Not really. This is fake. <laughs> this isn't actually live. This is this is cool. I'm uh I'm digging this. Uh, you know, I um for anyone who follows me on Twitter, I uh I, I have a new microphone set up. So like feel free to give me some feedback. Let me let me know how it sounds, guys. I think I think this was a good a good decision in the space that I'm in. I'm in a really tight, compact, unsound treated space. And so I switched to a dynamic mic, but uh, I'm excited to record a first episode. But what I was going to say, Lucy, is um, before with that condenser, especially once we moved to the house from the apartment, I had to have like my levels like way down. And I had to use uh, like the NVIDIA broadcast thing that you showed me to get rid of like echoes and, and stuff like that. This dynamic setup, like I don't even have to have that stuff on. I'm so happy right now. It's so nice. So so much less of a headache, and I have I have my uh my decibel like full, full decibel, and it's yeah, happy, happy place. But uh, and I'll stop talking about my <laughs> my audio setup. But no, no, that's welcome fine. to the Spin Foil Theory podcast, everyone. <laughs> um, this is uh your host Taylor B. Alongside me, your other host, Lady Lucita. How are you doing this week, Lucy? Doing pretty good, pretty good. Just vibing. Christmas shopping. That's what I did this weekend. Mm. Yeah. Do went you, around uh, town. How do you do it? Got Christmas. Yeah. Kel, uh, my partner and I, Kelsey, or Kelsey and I, we wanted to get the shopping done early so we didn't really have to like stress out about it because we're hosting Christmas this year, which is going to be interesting because there's, uh, there's, oh, wow. there's going to be like nine, ten people there and, uh, our dining table can only fit four people. Maybe, maybe six people if they like bump elbows. So I'm not really sure where everyone's do sitting. What we had to do. Yeah, what we had to do, and this might be this might be worth looking into, is we actually just got a cheap little uh, folding table. Like a Yeah. Yeah, we have like, a we have not a like fold. quite like a card table, a little more. Yeah. Yeah, we have a, a table upstairs that I think we're gonna bring downstairs. So then, that might be enough room. I think we'll be we'll be fine. It's just it's just uh, don't know. It's a lot. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of people. Well, yeah. good luck. I just we just hosted our first holiday, and we had houses. Our house, like, <clears throat> excuse me. Our house is like a nice size, but it's not like the biggest place. And so we had nine guests over, and yeah, it was only one of them was like sleeping at the house and staying with us like the whole time thankfully everyone else was uh, kind of elsewhere we had nine people over for the thanksgiving and it was a little wild one thing that i will say is is if you do go like the uh the sort of card table or like folding table route is if if, if your house is like our house and you kind of have like just stuff in such a way that you maybe don't have like a big like table space is uh we immediately went to like so yeah we can use this for D and board games now if we have <laughs> if we have people over so and and it just goes away nice and easy 
Yeah, that that's 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 yeah. Because the table that we have, it's like it can be like a smaller table, then parts of it can like fold out and be a a longer table. So it works. I can dig it. I can dig it. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I as I told you earlier, I will be. I don't think any of my family listens to the show, but uh, just in, if if you are someone who gets a gift from me you, you skip 20 seconds you do it right now but uh, i'm giving <laughs> i'm funny. i'm giving everyone um a burn dvd copy of the uh, star wars de-edits so like the original cuts uh like i was telling you earlier for anyone who doesn't know obviously uh the original three uh trilogy movies have been added on to and updated and, and edited and at this point if you like streamed or watch it you can only see those updates you can't see the original like release uh versions so um, those, those are the versions that I first saw growing up. And so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm making some DVD copies of, uh, those D edits for, uh, for friends of mine. I also downloaded I the, uh, the 1997 release. Oh yeah. Yeah. You skipped ahead 20 seconds, yes, right? Yes, I did. What, 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 what were we talking about? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I also, I also downloaded the, uh, the 1997 uh, release, which was like the first of the the re-releases where they started like adding stuff back. But what's really hilarious about this one is it's like the '97 version. So they've updated it since then. This is like '97 graphics for like all like the dobacks and shit. Oh wow! <laughs> they added. No, no, it's it's I. This was the first one I saw in theaters, like actually like in theaters. So it it has like a little bit of like nostalgia for me, and it was it's what set up. Uh, I think they did the original trilogy, and then that's what set up the uh, the uh, prequels uh, releases, sort of uh, like '99, like early 2000s. So it it I I would recommend the the originals over this one if if you if you're gonna if you if you're gonna watch one, but like this was just fun to watch. It was <laughs> Jabba Jabba looks rough. Um, some of the CGI, like all like all the dobacks, they just seem to add to random scenes is hilarious. So it's it's just it's funny. I was enjoying that. That's funny. I was, That's uh, pulling down the other stuff. <laughs> okay. This week we are here to talk about destiny once again. And this week we have where are we, Trello board? There you are. We have a theory from Lucy uh, brought brought to our attention, and it, you know what, actually, uh, Lucy, tell us about your theory. Tell us about my theory. Well, I would say it's yeah. my theory. I've seen it pop up here and there on Twitter and Reddit and Discord places. I've, I've seen it whispered about, so I'm like, hmm, they've got a good point. They've got a good point. So, as the we... The edges of time. As we know, <laughs> this season... Mara and Savathun have kind of been at odds, I say. And like they're they're basically they're mirrors of each other because Bungie they likes their they like their trinities. They have, you know, uh Cade, Ikora, Zavala, Oryx, Savathun, Zivurath, Aldrin, uh Mara, and Shirido. They love their trinities. That's just that's just how it is. And I guess the theory that I was thinking was that 
Well, basically, we know by the end of all of this that Savathun escapes. We know this. And Mara, as of right now, seems pretty confident that she's, uh, she's gonna win. But I guess my crackpot crazy theory is that Mara and Savathun are actually working together. And that they've been working together since Forsaken, oh, since the aftermath of Forsaken. Because, well, there was one of the last, I think it was week, loop seven, the seventh time you visit Mara in her court. Um, she talks about how the next person she's going to talk to doesn't really like guardians. So it's why we had to leave. It's right? why we, it's why she was like, get, she was like, get out, get out. Try to find the exact quote. Yes. No, I, I'm mistaken. It wasn't week. I think it was loop three. Let me find the transcript. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, it's when she, she was talking to uh, the embassy. And after the embassy leaves, Mara is this like... Uh, um, all of the, uh, all this, and we find ourselves at the whims of so many small minds. Leave now. My next audience does not find the presence of the travelers chosen to be respectful. So it's like, there's not a very, at that time, there's not really a lot of people that don't like guardians. And I'm not necessarily saying that Basically, the list of people of who that could be is very small. Like, and I'm thinking it wasn't necessarily that whoever she's talking to doesn't really care about Guardians. I think Mara didn't want us to find out who she was talking to. Because hypothetically, if she was talking to Savathun, and we found out about that, we would have been like, uh, Mara... WTF, guns loaded, what are you doing, homie? Like, I don't think we would be much more, we'd be as willing to go along with what she wants to do if we knew she had been working with Savathun. But if she plays it off as that they're, that they're enemies and that, you know, they're fighting against each other, then we're like, oh, we're helping Mara because we're fighting Savathun. Because we know that Mara doesn't exactly like the Traveler. She just kind of tolerates us because, you know, we're good weapons, I guess. Because in an another of the uh, um, loops is where she, uh, the last one, she talks about how when there is too much darkness, the light will, you know, cast it out. But when there is too much light, the darkness, there's got to be balance, is what she's saying. And I think mm -hmm. with her working with Savathun, she's trying to 
make it be more balanced instead of one or the other, I think. But yeah, TLDR, Savathun, and Mara have been working together since Forsaken. That's the crackpot theory. What do you think, well, Taylor? That's, what do you think? I, I really like it. I You know, I it, it, it ticks all the right boxes for me in uh, terms of a sort of, you know, the detective work that kind of goes into uh, to try and connecting some of these dots in these in these big narratives like like we have in destiny so for me it's really interesting that you know the seeds of this alliance have been going all the way back to forsaken and it kind of helps me you know t- tell me what you think but it kind of helps me start to connect those dots as to see because up until now i i still I, I still don't think we've had revealed what Mara gets out of this arrangement. Yeah, we still don't. I mean, Savathun said that she'll, you know, give us Osai respect, but that doesn't really help Mara that much. I mean, yes, Mara and Osiris have talked. Mara is the one who told Osiris to plant the tree on Io. So they do have some sort of working relate. Like, they've worked together before, and I get that. He is, I guess I would say Osiris is an important piece, I guess, on Mara's chessboard. So that is one thing. But Savathun allegedly knows how to destroy the, the Black Fleet. And that's what Mara had been trying to do for the past, you know, two years now, it's been. That's why she hasn't really done anything, because she's been at the uh, using the Harbingers and all of these Awoken magic technology things to try and stop the pyramids from getting into our solar system. I mean, she's been doing a pretty good job so far. I mean, they haven't really come back since Season I mean, of they, Arrivals. They haven't left either. <laughs> they le- yeah, they haven't really, they've just kind of just been sitting here. So, I think maybe... Because both Mara and Savathun, they kind of want the same thing. They kind of want the pyramid ships to not really be a thing. I would say not really be a thing. Savathun wants to be, still be a player on this metaphorical chessboard, but she doesn't want to be tethered to either, to her worm. Because the thing is with the Traveler, the Traveler gives you the freedom of choice. That's why there was warlords. That's why there was all these bad things that happened in the Dark Ages. And the Traveler didn't do anything. Because the Traveler's whole thing is to give us the choice. what the To basically ask, what do you want to do with this power? And then we do whatever we... Well, isn't the Traveler also asleep back then too, though? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Traveler was asleep. But even now, the Traveler's awake. And it's not like saying, oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. I'm your god. Do this. It's it's not. It's still, even though, yes, it's awake, it's choosing to not really tell us what to do. It's not getting mad that we use the darkness. Because, like, I've seen a lot of people suggest that the reason Savathun gets the light is the Traveler is mad at us, the Guardians, for using darkness. A jealous god. And the a Traveler, I don't God. think the Traveler is like that. They're, I wouldn't say they're too passive, but like, the Traveler isn't like, I wouldn't say evil. 
but it's not necessarily good either. It's just doing what it can. Enigmatic. Yeah, it's doing what it can to survive. That's really all that the... Because the the traveler is trying to win the wager, and that's the exact thing that the darkness is doing. And they... I won't say they don't really care what happens. I mean, we've seen in the the Alpha Loopy cards and other lore entries where the traveler does feel bad about leaving those civilizations behind. It does. So, like, it's not like doing... It wouldn't abandon us without a good reason, even if it is abandoning us, I guess. I don't know. Because it literally said it was going to stay stay here in Seoul, and it was going to stay there, and it was tired of running, and it was going to fight. And now, is, here we that's, are. That's, mm, I wouldn't say fight. I was gonna say, but like it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't really say that though. And if it doesn't say it that directly, I'm not saying yeah. you're, what you're saying is a wrong in, interpretation. So sorry about that. But the, it uh, it doesn't it doesn't say that. So plainly, yeah. It's... I think there's room for you know that being kind of wishful thinking on especially humanity's part because uh, yeah. even in game we have a lot of hubris. Yeah, we uh, just assume that the traveler likes us the best. Yeah, but even if you go back to the tenants of the speakers, the traveler will leave, and those were like the first people the traveler was talking to. Yeah, in the golden age. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm. I'm just, I don't know. It's really, it's kind of this weird, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's like conflicting yeah. narrative. It's like, because we have the Alpha Loopy cards. Mm-hmm. And then, but then we also have what the speakers have said. And we're like, but they don't, they don't really match, kind of. That's where I'm kind of Yeah, like, I, I see mm. what you mean. I'm not sure if it's like Bungie retconning or maybe... Like the alpha, the dreams of alpha loop, the alpha loopy cards were like wrong, but I don't know because I always took my assumption was that the alpha loopy cards were like from the traveler. So now there was also a theory I think back in the day. Uh, actually, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm I'm just kind of hip firing on this, but wasn't there a theory back in the day that uh, those were also uh, dreams of the speakers? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not too familiar with the Alpha Loopy cards, and I just know that the general consensus was that they were the dreams of the traveler, or the traveler talking. Oh, like what's going through its head while it uh, while it sleeps? Kinda, I think. I'm not sure. I'd have to go reread it because well, I'm to... cringe. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Well, and to your point, to your point too, though we. Uh... You know, if we look at the Traveler and, you know, one, how long has it been awake? It's only been awake since Destiny 2 at the end of the Red War. And then it's only been, it's only gotten all its pieces back or reformed all its pieces. I think, I think canonically there's still like bits of the Traveler in places. Yeah. Um, But uh, it's, it's like the Traveler is now reformed. I think it's only been reformed for what, like a year or two. Yeah, it hasn't really been reformed that long. And that's out of game. I don't know if that always no. counts. Oh, yeah, no time moves the time same moves in game. The same for both. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it hasn't been like. 
awake awake at least in my opinion for all that time and i feel like you know to your point you the the first thing it does was uh was kind of you know monkey's paw gall and just like hey like all right you want the light here's all of the light and he kind of explodes yeah yeah okay the um the card i was mentioning it's ghost fragment traveler 2 and it says it's the dreams of alpha loopy this is what it says quote this has been such a long long chase this will be the place you will fight fight and win but do you really know how why you go where you go and where this journey is taking you the chase leads you where you need to be you believe unless you are being pushed so and all of the rest of the cards are basically um as the traveler goes around the alpha loopy ones are just as the traveler goes to like mars and terraforms it goes to earth and they can hear the people and that kind of a thing i can dig it i can dig it yeah what uh what i was referring to as far as um uh being the the speaker's dreams is a uh, like you know how in um as we've come to find out with like a k1 and uh just just later lore releases that we've gotten into the into the golden age and especially the uh the speakers it's kind of similar to the, the theory was basically sort of like positing back then that like these were like that's how these were relayed if that makes sense yeah I see. uh in sort of like yeah but uh you just just to agree like yeah it, it is the experiences i guess of the traveler or uh what's the word you know how it kind of conveys in that dream format so like maybe like first speaker is uh like this is what they uh this is what they see this is what they hear yeah. but that actually kind of makes it cuz you know there's always that religious quality of the speakers yeah that that I I wonder if that's how splicers began. That is possible on the Elixney side. Maybe, oh well, yeah, or we could. I think that's interesting. You know, similar similar with uh, with archons too, because they their job is to communicate. You know, you know, speaking of triumvirates that uh, that Bungie loves in in the. Uh, in the uh, fallen structure, you have the archon, you have the um, the prime servitor, and you have the kel. And yeah, it's uh, the, the archon's the archon's job is to kind of you know work with the servitor really in like a kind of technomance. Definitely, no, I can definitely. So I'm wondering. I'm actually wondering if if archon is the fallen version of splicer. Because there were like obviously there were splicers, uh, before um, in D one when we get to the devil splicers. So that yeah, I wonder. Because I know the archon has that that bit of uh, religious mysticism too about it. But maybe I guess its thing, their their positions thing is talking more directly with the servitor, which is oh did I tell you I got my little servitor plushie too? You did nice. Yeah, this thing is, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, but anyway, anyway, I guess, yeah, and the Servitor is a, is their, like, facsimile of the Traveler. Yeah. And they produce ether. 
definitely not. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> shifting back though to um, you know, with with the travelers, the travelers side of uh, of the theory uh, itself, you know, with the one thing that with with that aspect of it if if the traveler is like mad at humanity why don't our light powers go away yeah that's what i'm saying i don't really get how that how people can get to that conclusion i guess i don't know but yeah anyways back to the whole thing with savathun i mean mm-hmm. in the i think it's the most recent ripples entry let me double check I've, I've read them all. I don't know which ones are released and which ones are not. Because I am... In the same way. Don't feel bad. I am <laughs> a uh, seeker of forbidden knowledge. What's really funny is there is a lore entry in Truth to Power that is that Bungie wrote specifically to the data miners. And I think that's very funny. It's not a released. It's still canon. But it's not released to, like... Us, it's only it was literally only available for like the data miners, and it's really funny. <laughs> I just think it's really funny because it's just like yeah. I miss. You've never read that? Do you? Uh, I think I've only heard about it. I don't think I've actually read it, but uh, it reminds me of back when. Um, gosh, do you were you were you on the Destiny Reddit's like back in the early days of D one? Um, not really, no. Uh, well, even even toward the end, it was really t- up until like, God, I think it was like Taken King. This guy Mega Man Exe, who was like from, he was like this this Japanese Guardian, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, posting on the English board because uh, I, I guess the game was just like phenomenally, infinitely more popular in the English speaking world. Um, but dude was amazing. He data mined and predicted what Zer released for I think like, I I want to say like fifty some like he did it for like. I want to say over a year. Oh, wow. It, like, accurately predicted, like, said what Zer was going to sell. That's crazy. Through data mining. And I was just like, damn. But, yeah, no. Um, this, this, I just think this entry is so, so funny. It's so funny. Because, yeah. Basically, it's a non-existent lore entry and cannot be obtained in-game. However, it is still considered part of Truth to Power, as per the author of the book, Seth Dickinson. And it's intended specifically to target data miners that had uncovered the previous lore entries to the game API prior to the intended release of them. It's very funny. I'm going to read it. Oh, you wonderful, curious things. Do you believe you're the only ones with the power to see what should not be seen? Do you believe you can use such power blithely? For your trespass, I would ruin your luck wreak havoc on your drops, poison your engrams, and fill your lines with static. Thus, I would curse you and dissipate that bond that ties you to your tasks. How frail you guardians can be. How many millions have fallen silent, never to return, because the bond did not hold them strongly enough. But you have already cursed yourselves. You have walked the anthematic arc and glimpsed creation from below. You will never forget the tenuous provisional framework you have found here. You will never forgive the mortality and fallibility that underlies a world you thought was everything. 
Those who use this power to seek unearthed knowledge will see more than ever desired. There is a price for glimpsing the cord. You will pay it. Like, okay. That's kind of terrifying. <laughs> Basically, Fudgy is saying, if you like data that. mine the lore, we're going to ruin your RNG. We're going to make all your drops be poo-poo. We're going to curse you, basically. Well, remember, remember, um, you know, I think it was back in the D2 initial release. No, 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 no. It's, um, God, from the season, the season when you're doing all the stuff with Callus. Opulence. Uh, yeah, season of opulence. Remember, uh, and I think that's when the uh, the sorry bear raid. Uh, yeah, Chronosaurus. Uh, uh came out too. But um, there was a bunch of data mined lore that never ended up being put in the game. Yeah, I remember that. Like there was a there was a uh, there was a fallen shadow which everyone was like really hype about, and they were like, "Where's this guy?" And they're like, and Bungie's just like, yeah, that's not in the game, is it, though? Yes. Um... But I love, I love that that's, that that's an entry. <laughs> it's sort of like a, a little, uh, little warning, a little abandon all hope. Well, no, there you is a, here. there is a, a Lixney shadow. It was a Baron, it was called the Baron, it was a Secris, the Baron of Shanks. I thought, I thought that didn't end up in actually in the game. No, it is. It's on the lore. It's on the. Um... Maybe I have that part wrong. But there were shadows who didn't end up in the game. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Maybe I have that one wrong. Well, that sounds awesome, Baron of Shanks. By the way. Yeah, that's where. I'm just imagining him pulling a. Uh... God, who was the who was the Iron Lord who could who could uh, control all the? I think he it did was the friendship punch. Uh. I'm not sure. But yeah. Um, Let's see. Hold on. Uh, there's just so many different names. And it's like, I can I can talk about this guy. Yeah, Secrus. He tell was you. the Baron of Shanks. Um, and he basically... It was Teemer. Oh, yeah, Teemer. Yeah. Um yeah. For anyone who doesn't know his uh his artifact theme, you could punch an enemy and it would change sides till you or someone attacked it. And so I would solo things and I would find it it didn't work on like bosses or like mid bosses in game little, or anything like on that. Little like little guys. Little guys. No, you could do it to yellow bars. Like I would do it. I would go up and like punch like a knight or something. And just now I have like my buddy Ike the knight. That's <laughs> yeah, that's the same artifact yeah. that I used to run. But yeah, no. Speaking of artifacts, um, I'm very excited for the uh, the anniversary update with all of the API changes. Well, not API, but the thing that we're able to like put mods on weapons and armor from like Dim. Mind blown. Ooh, that's gonna be cool. I already have all of my builds made. I'm excited. Dim. I already. I was like, well, I have nothing to do today. So I'll just do that. So it all okay. works out. It all works out. I'm excited. I'm hype. I'm hype for it. I um 
shifting shifting gears a little a little bit further back though um to the to the theory i you know i mara does have as you pointed out a very like clear and direct want to protect the solar system and push these foreign influences out i think i think ultimately she wants the traveler to leave too it's just the traveler's a little more sort of benign yeah than uh than the darkness and i think i think she has a bit of a vendetta against the darkness like part of me wonders and, and i mean it's it's very fantasy it's very it's very um tolkien actually you know the whole thing that they wanted to do from the beginning was go explore and colonize like different systems. I wonder like if when if Mara like did make it to the end of the series, if she does, and, I, and I'm not saying she won't, but like if if Mara makes it to the end of the game, what if the Awoken like go off to their their land finally? What if they leave? Kind of like at the end of a, uh, you know, Return of the King. I could definitely see that. I could see that. Is it just... Yeah, because what's interesting is... Um, the Queen's Court... I think it's Lou the second? Yes, the second one. The one right before the one with the emissary showing up. Uh, Mara says... Um, some pretty... Uh, I would say, I wouldn't say controversial, but very, I guess, from a Guardian's perspective, kind of controversial. She said she, uh, uh, she would, uh, just, if it was up to her, she would have destroyed your, the Traveler when she had the chance. But now, too many people are afraid of what would happen if the Traveler just didn't exist, that she can't really do that anymore. Yeah, so. Yeah, I feel like destroying it's the... Well, then you're in like a, this weird place because unlike the darkness ships and stuff like that, like there's more than one of those. There is only the one traveler, yeah. the one white My, piece on the board that, that we're aware of. Yeah. What I think would be really interesting is if we, um, I think the speaker is right in the fact that the light is in all things, kind of like the force. Um, and... Maybe eventually we'll come to a point where we won't need the Traveler to really use light anymore. Just like we don't technically need like a pyramid ship to use the darkness. We just can innately use darkness. If that's the same for the light, then technically we don't need the Traveler or the pyramid ships. So hypothetically, if they both poof, gone, no longer exists... Um, we would still be fine. And I wonder if that's how Lightfall is going to go. I feel like, um, especially beyond light, like I, I, I feel like we could survive. I think we've demonstrated that you know, being completely cut off in the Red War, we the Guardians, uh, like, I think we become, like, humans, effectively, again. And our ghosts can't really help us out without, like, a little, a little boost. Um, 
either, but I I feel like if the traveler dies or something, and potentially maybe even get like if you get too far away from it, I feel like everything that guardians do is just like it's based on channeling the traveler's light. You've been gifted with the traveler's light, the light of the traveler. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's all very specific. Yeah. And so I, d I don't know if we could even do Guardian stuff without it in the picture. And that, that, that creates another concern about like, well, I mean, if it tries to leave, are we going to let it? Like, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I'm not sure. I guess but like we know that, I guess, for us to use our paracausality, at least right now, if the Traveler goes kaput, we lose our light powers. That's we've known that from like the Red War and sort of things. But with Savathun's hive getting the light and their own ghosts, I feel like there are multiple ways to utilize the light that we aren't really aware of yet, maybe. So I'm just I guess my biggest thing is like we're gonna get a lot more lore and world building and this that when uh witch queen comes out and i am wondering how much of witch queen will like change destiny as we know it because i mean like the hive have the light that's pretty crazy i mean that's kind of what gall was trying to do he was trying to give him and the red legion the light by stealing it from the traveler directly and that didn't work so whatever sabathun did works which is kind of scary but I'm also excited because Hive Guardians. I can have Hive Buddies. I hope we eventually be their friend. Hopefully. That's my <laughs> Deep down, I just want us to have Hive Guardian friends. Like, if I could be a Hive Guardian, I would delete my hunter right now and make a Hive Guardian. I would. I'd think really? I, really? Yeah. I think the Hive are super cool. I would... I wouldn't... I, I would still be primary... I would still be boring like I am in most uh, fantasy settings. I would still just be a human, but uh, probably as my primary. But like, if I could be, if I could be any of the fantasized like other species guardians, uh, I think one I would probably want to go like Elixney, and two I would, I would almost immediately delete my warlock, like gone. Bye warlock. Yeah, for me, I mean, I, yeah. The thing is, is like I appreciate all three of the classes it's like i know when to use a titan when to be a, i know how to be a warlock i know how to be a titan i know how to be like i've i've gotten to the point where i'm like my i know people i was like oh what's your main and i'm like i don't have one i main all three because like i with grandmasters this past season i've been a warlock grandmasters past season i was a titan i've been a hunter main pretty much forever the entire time of destiny i've mainly played hunter so like i know how to play all three and i know like okay this is would be a good time to be a warlock or this would be a good it also depends on your team composition because like for grandmasters it would be i would be most of the time i'd be a warlock or a titan and then um eric would be a warlock and then Kelsey, uh, she would be the hunter that would turn us in biz. And it was it worked. Like we didn't 
have any problems. Like, I think, ironically, with this season of Grandmasters, looking at, looking at the list of strikes, it's like, oh god, you got Proving Ground, you got Corrupted, you got Hollowed Layer. All of these really, really shitty Nightfalls. But, like, if you have a good team and a good strategy, it's easy. So basically what I'm saying is, I'm really good at this game and I need to stop playing. Basically. You know, your explanation makes me makes me feel like I would probably have to keep the Warlock because I'm better at doing their supers and stuff than I am at really, like, turning out the Titan. Yeah, like, for me, for Hunters, I'm not very good with the super, but with, like, their neutral game, I'm really good at. With the Warlocks, I'm good with both. For Titans, I'm really, I'm decent I'm pretty good with their supers and their neutral game, especially middle tree Code of Commander. Like, I love Code of Commander, and I'm really worried about the whole 3.0 void changes because I'm worried we're going to lose my mm. my build because that's what worries me about going from these little clumps, I guess, the trees, to now mix and match with stasis, like the stas aspects and fragments, because they said we're going to lose stuff. Not, like, supers. They said we're not losing supers, which is good, but, like, the big synergy for Coda Commander is the um, the volatile detonations, which they did say that was staying. But it was the... Hold on, let me go look at the actual ability, because I am cringe and can't remember it off the top of my head solar titan what the hell apparently i was running solar last on my titan so i can't just peek at it um but basically there was a specific ability that allows the i think it was void detonation allows the or like the explosions to travel to other enemies which then can travel to more enemies which then can travel to more enemies Ooh. like you run that and you run um I normally would run Coda Commander with either Doomfangs, because if you run Doomfangs with, um, with, I think it's Bottom Tree, you can do it with Bottom Tree, or you can do it with Middle Tree for Void Titan, your super can literally last forever. And you can continue, and, oh, if, snap. and if you run Double Power Preservation, which is a stasis mod for your helmet, if you run Double That, you will continue to generate orbs the entire time. It's really stupid. I tested that in the Thrallway once I got the uh, power preservation mods. They are very nice. Let me look at the actual... No, it doesn't. I can't look at the little tree. Never mind. I was going to look at the, the, the skill tree, but I'd have to turn on my Xbox. And that's too much work. So, yes. <laughs> Basically, got time for that. TLDR, I am worried about the whole 3.0 change because I feel like we're going to lose some stuff that i really liked like nova warp i love i love like the void subclasses so i'm like i'm excited because yay my favorite subclasses get the rework first but i'm also like oh god my favorite subclasses get the rework first like i'm worried <laughs> yeah no i um you, you know me i'm a, I'm a solar main so i'm i'm excited to be able to pick and choose stuff again um like for me, I hated, I hated, I've been, 
like I, I realize its utility. I'm not saying it is bad, but for my play style, the throwing knife that they changed to uh, three shot. Yeah. It's, um, isn't that the one that's the yeah? That's the bouncy knife, right? Is that the way to? You can bounce it. It's a one one hit kill if you uh, hit him in the head, and mm. you can get it back. I think if you're if you're accurate with it. So if you get the yeah, if the you crit, get a headshot, then I guess a crit. Yeah, then. you can get it back. Yeah. Uh, I like, and and that that is great. But like my my play style, because you know me with young Ahamkaras, yeah. my play style is like leaving little traps. Yeah, definitely uh, like, around corners and stuff like that. Nice. So like the the exploding knife is part of that. Yeah, yeah, that'll be nice for you once Solar gets its rework. Then you can mix and match that. You can run like the the explosive knife with three shot. Yeah, that's what that's how they I'm, said it's gonna I'm looking work. Forward to it's it. gonna be like you're not necessarily stuck like that but what i'm most oh God, curious chains of woe about, yeah chains of that'll be interesting yeah. i think i'm just really curious to see i guess how much customization we're getting because i know each tree had its own melee so that'll be a thing um i mean they did kind of i wouldn't say because even if you look at the like stasis ui there is a section for different melees. There is a section for different um, grenades. I mean, we already have the different grenades, but, like, the fact that there's different sections for, like, all of the abilities kind of is good. I think that's good. So then, like, with Void, you know, Hunters, you have, like, you know, the smoke nade that's a poison. You have the smoke nade that's a turns you invisible, and then you have... Whatever the other one is, as you can tell, I only ever play... I don't do Middle Tree Void very much for Hunters. I mean, I used to, but no, I don't. Because I think it sucks. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I used to main Blade Dancer in D1. I love that kind of stealthy, sneaky... It's just, it's not really viable for anything i think i can probably make an invis build with all of the changes and basically be a blade dancer but void for my hunter i think that's probably what i'm gonna go with but until we get a high yeah. themed subclass i'll just be a spooky void person the well, next the, subclass the, uh, we're getting is green i know that. I'm, I'm just gonna say that now it's green soul fire i want my soul i don't care if it's a i want poison i want a <laughs> green you want poison Green, you have poison, poison. Wh whatever. I want green. I want a green subclass. So then I can do that and one, like, the green, my thorn and King's Fall armor. Because I'm convinced it's King's Fall coming back for the prized raid and no one can tell me otherwise. All of your abilities do DOT. Exactly. And it would synergize really well with thorn. <laughs> I'm just salty that Warlock's got the, uh... Warlock's have two different synergizing exotics with thorn and then lumina. And it annoys me because hunters don't have anything like that that synergizes with Thorn. And it makes me mad because hunters should I mean, have gotten the Thorn themed thing personally. But. Hasn't it. Has, didn't it get revealed in, in a. Not like a TWAB, but one of those uh, video documentaries that I want to say it's like a lot of the build team, or at least like it was. Are like mainly like warlock mains. I think that I I can't I, I can't prove that I'm just I'm I just talking smack everyone. Maybe so. I don't I don't know. 
I am not sure, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm bullshitting. Don't, don't. You're probably don't believe me. <laughs> I know DMG is a hunter. I know yeah. Deej was a warlock, and I don't know about Cosmo, but um, but yeah, I I think maybe maybe they're all warlocks. Maybe that's why the warlocks get the good exotics. Grumble, grumble, grumble. I'm not salty. I swear. Yeah. No. It just hunters uh, are like the edge lords, so it makes sense that they would get like the thorn themed stuff. But no, warlocks are totally the edge lords. Hunters are like the. Uh, how can I say this? Um, warlocks are nerds. Like they're in all the tag classes, but they're 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 really underachievers. No 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 no. Titans, we got titans are the jocks. Warlocks are the nerds, and then hunters are the emos. So hunters, hunters see no like hunters hunters are the uh hunters are the uh like the potheads i mean yeah i guess they could be potheads but i always <laughs> i i just with all of the destiny like hunters that i keep seeing like fashion wise they're all like black and edgy and i'm just like cool a lot of people do that in destiny but all i really have to because look at look at the 30th anniversary warlock stuff coming out and the amount of trench coats warlocks have like i feel like yeah, i feel I like that's, that's the most edgy. emo you could emo that's pretty edgy you're you got me there you got me there yeah they have fashionable skirts like come on emo yeah i guess that's pretty it's pretty <laughs> pretty edgy i guess i don't know it's definitely <laughs> easier for hunters to look edgy that's true too um <laughs> um so for uh for you it's gonna be it's gonna be hive all the time as soon as you can just pretty much yeah i i really like the hive even your powers will burn our eyes with green fire yes see i have my my burning <laughs> your eyeballs outfit um Basically, it's the uh, Guardian Games cloak, a bunch of really bright armor, and I'm all wearing the Gambit Jadestone shader. Um, I literally burn people's retinas. I run that in Crucible, to be funny. I get shot all the time. <laughs> and then even my ghost, with the Halloween <laughs> ghost that came out, um, I use that, and I make that really, really bright as well only thing i don't really have that's super duper bright is a sparrow but what i have kind of works it still has like the glow on it even my ship is obnoxiously bright i just do that to be a troll because i think it's funny <laughs> but yeah now once uh i'm very excited because like i said once the thorn armor and the king's fall armor is back i will pretty much have my hunter from d1 which was all I basically ran a amalgamation of King's Fall armor and Crota armor, but I can just wear the uh, the Thorn helmet instead, and probably maybe the Thorn gauntlets. I'll have to like see how they shade her. That's what I'm really excited about for the dungeon, is the armor. So, you'll just have to see. I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, sort of reining us in a little bit here. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna shift back. So, the one thing, um, especially about about the theory, getting getting back to what what brought us here today. Uh, 
I will say it it's a great connection because of the current situation where you know we're kind of forced to protect it, we're kind of like frenemies i guess with savathun right now oh yeah definitely because like we yeah don't really like savathun but we kind of have to protect her from zivu wrath because well if we don't mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh but yeah we are a little a little bit hard up on on the savathun angle and we also see the emissary there in in a different scene so we know it's not like the nine or or something like that so yeah. here, here's a question for you, for you, Lucy. So I, I think it really lends itself to, you know, Sabathun doesn't like light bears, uh, something like that. But who else do you think it could possibly be? Who else do I think it could be? Well, that's where it gets tricky. Because, like... I'm trying to think of who else it could be that we don't like. Um, well, well, that doesn't necessarily like us. Uh, it could have been maybe the Exo Stranger, but the Exo Stranger is our friend. Um, I'm really, I guess, I don't know, I'm kind of having trouble thinking of who else it could be besides Sevathun, it just kind of lends itself i guess i'm not sure who do you have any ideas taylor of who it might be if it's not sevathun well it's uh i i i think you got to go through like who, who are who are big players or at least like i i do um you know if, if i were if i were breaking down sort of my my thought processes so like like who, who's been who's been a player in the game right and who can we eliminate so like one i think i think those meetings in her little throne world kind of had to be paracausal people I don't, or like people who maybe aren't limited by causality. Yeah. In game, if that makes sense. So, uh, like, I think that kind of eliminates the elixir. So, I don't think it was the spider. Um, especially given now that she's back, she's all like pissed off at him. So, yeah. Um, I don't think she'd be she'd be entreating him. Uh, I think you know, obviously, we we eliminated the nine. Um. And honestly, like that leaves, that leaves kind of like, uh, you know, it's a little out there too, but that, that, that does leave maybe this opportunity for, you know, like that darkness emissary that looks like us. Oh yeah. A doppelganger. Yeah. But at the same time, she's working toward kicking them out and, and that still might not you know, that might not change how things were back then, or maybe it's part of some grander scheme. Uh, and, and this is all for sake of argument, guys. I don't actually think that. Um, but so for me, it kind of becomes like there's not a lot of people left who don't like light bears. And, you know, even even going back to the spider or, or some of those guys, like the spider wants a ghost. He collects them for fun, the dead ones. <laughs> like you can give him. Oh, I still feel bad that we did that. We would trade him dead ghost shells. I know. Instead of uh, like every other dead ghost shell we find, we like send to like be buried or like kind of like whisk away, like like get it off the ground. And then we get to these that 
once once we uh once we once Cade dies, we get to the tangled shores like, yeah, no, fuck your burial. I'm selling your corpse. <laughs> Just things things definitely got grittier that season. Yeah, <laughs> <In> Forsaken. <laughs> like, but uh but anyway, anyway. So for me, that I mean maybe callous, but it's gonna change things. Callus likes us too. Exactly. Callus likes us, so it's like it's not. He wants as many guardians to work for him as possible. Just uh, look at poor um, Catabasis. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so, sort of, sort of taking us back to the uh, to the discussion. Um, the yeah, I can't think of anyone else who it would be who would be kind of nervous about light bears because like it. I mean, I, if if I recall correctly, I don't even think she likes sunlight. Yeah. You know, that's kind of kind of what part of the ploy between the Eternal Night was, I think. Yeah. Which is that's got to be hard to travel through space if you can't deal with stars. I guess there's a lot of like dark places too, or maybe it can't. Yeah, that just seems difficult. Added difficulty. The other hive did not seem to have that. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. When we go on to the Dreadnought in D1, why don't the other hive have that issue? Like, they're getting hit by sunlight. No idea. Before we actually, like, go in. No idea. Mm -hmm. Curiouser and curiouser. Well, I guess the travel is all, the traveler's also, like, right above the last city, too. So maybe it's, uh... <laughs> Maybe it's this weird thing where once the light bounces off the traveler, it's like infused. It's like holy light it comes down, like ah, melts her. Uh, that would be funny. Um, yeah. So yeah, I can't. I can't think of anyone else it gives, which which does give this a lot more uh, sort of strength in my view. I guess final question for me, it would be, you know, that they were kind of planting these seeds before Mara, um, leaves the throne world to, I think she's making preparations for stuff for that whole time. Yeah. Cause in the, uh, in the, in the animation for, uh, for the auger, uh, it kind of like alludes to what, at least her version of what she was doing was. So, yeah. If she's been out there, like, figuring out, you know, who she needs back and what she needs to do, if she was entreating with Sabathun all the way back then, you know, honestly, that that would make sense, especially if Sabathun's the one who was in control, in control of a Taken. Uh, at that time, because then it would make her journey through the Ascendant Realm so much easier, because they're just, like, everywhere over there. Huh. Yeah, what 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 do you think? Uh, for So I guess the question would be, like, what do you, like, what were they talking? Like, what, what do you think they were uh, doing? If it was Savathun, maybe it, uh, I don't know. I mean, Savathun could be talking about 
I don't know. I'm not sure what they would be talking about, but I just, I don't know why I think it's Savathun, but I just was like, well, that's really the only person it could have been once you look at, like, the rest of the people. And also, some yeah, of I the agree. dialogue. If you think about it, in Season of the Hunt, one last little tidbit to leave everyone thinking. Um, the last little thing that in Season of the Hunt, when you're listening to Osiris's voice lines, you get Mara talking in the last one. And she says that, um, you know, I've done what I can to stop the pyramids. I'm going to head back to the Dreaming City where it all began. And then she sighs and says, Savathun will be waiting for me. And then, who shows up in the Dreaming City when Mara coincidentally also shows up? Savathun. Hmm. Curious. I can... Yeah, that's that's a really solid point. Ooh. Okay. You know, I don't... I don't and think then, I have any other... Here's, 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 oh, another, yep, here's oh. another thing I just remembered. In the Cocoon mission, for example. Um, you know, you're going along, you're killing Hive, and then Crow shows up. And then Crow is like, Osiris sent, asked for me to come here. And even Os uh, Saint is like, he asked for you? And why... And since we know that Osiris is Savathun, and... Osiris specific or Savathun Osiris. Savathun specifically asked for Crow to be there because Osiris knew not Savathun knew that Mar was gonna be there. How would Savathun know Mar was gonna be there unless if they weren't they hadn't planned all of this? And because Mara wants Aldrin or Crow to get Aldrin's memories back so she can have her brother back and Savathun wants maybe that's what they were talking about how to get Crow's memories back because they both want a Crow's memories to come back but for different reasons like Savathun wants Crow's memories to come back so that she can figure out a way to bypass the whole amnesia thing of a light bearer well, Mara wants Crow's memories to come back because she wants her brother back. Well, she wants Aldrin back. Yeah, she wants Aldrin back so she can have a light bear that's like her puppet because she's a control freak. But that's besides the point. Yeah, for, for everyone, uh, I, I, I've caught some flack on the uh, on the Destiny lore subreddit before for uh, for for pointing that out. And it's like, I'm sorry, guys, at the end of the day, all of the Awoken in her service are reimagined by her the way that she wants, sees them to be. Like, that's just... Yep. <laughs> like, that's... Yeah. That's a big deal. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, just uh, just putting it out there, it's not, it's not knocking the character or... Uh, we're trying to uh, talk about noble intentions or, or anything like that. Um, it's just, yeah. At the end of the day, th they're all built by her. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
which actually I guess maybe not the not the Awoken who were born after. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think Petra Petra's a natural born one, right? I think so. I think so. So that's I wonder how that works. Because at least at least with Aldrin and, and the other guys, you can you kind of know that uh, you you kind of know what's up. Like yeah, you you were remade in the distributary, kind of like how uh, Doctor Manhattan pulls himself back together in uh, in Watchmen for any comic book fans. But uh, but yeah, so that's that. But then yeah, people like. Petra, uh, it's I guess that's a little different. But then again, Petra, Petra can, I think like more so than Ultra never could. Petra can like disobey Mara or disobey like chain of command. So, huh? Maybe that's why. Huh? Maybe, maybe. I definitely need to do more research about that. I might add that to the uh, the trailer board as a potential. Potential uh, theory. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'll do that. I think I'll do that. Um. Okay. Yeah, I can't. You know, I can't. I can't think of other of other points of contention for it. You know, we. It's especially with your last point about uh, you know, how would how would they know that Mars there, without knowing ahead of time that's yeah yeah brava um let's see do you want to move into scoring yeah sure scoring. or do you have anything else no that, that was the last scoring? little like aha thing that i was like wait a minute i forgot to mention this i can dig it i can dig it well all right um so i guess i'll go first you know i'm gonna give this I'm going to give this uh I'm going to give it 89 soul fires. 89 soul fires. Yeah, in favor. In favor. Yeah. That uh it's a pretty solid connection. It's a pretty easy to follow and connect especially with what's currently going on in game like assumption and like you pointed out there's a lot of little steps along the way that now make sense if that was that if that was who mara's visitor were so yeah like i said brava it makes sense but i'm not sure if it if it's really what happens i guess yeah but there's like i can't <sighs> You can't see who else. I'm having trouble. Yeah. I'm having trouble substituting who it could be, and so to me that reinforces it. Like I, I, I think it's a good call. All right, cool. I guess I give my own theory. Um, I don't know, seventy-five uh, Techians. Because I mean, like, it makes it. sense, but I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not like. Mm. I can dig it. Okay. 
Groovy. Oh, man. Ooh, crack, crack. Yeah, no, I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty solid. Um, pretty solid theory. And, uh, you know, 75, I think that's the most we've had Definitely. on the show. So, <laughs> new record set once again. Oh, um, yeah, you got you got any shout outs there there, Lucy? Any shout outs? Um I don't I'm always bad at the whole shout outs thing, I guess. I think you do fine. No, I'm I'm pretty bad at it. I can't think of any right now cuz uh my brain is empty. <laughs> brain goldfish. I am a goldfish. <laughs> I have the memory of a goldfish. I really do. Like I'm just like, "What? What? What? Huh?" That's me all the time. Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh. You know, uh, for for me this week, I'm gonna give a shout out to. Uh, I'm actually gonna give a shout out. I'm gonna do a little more local this time. I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, Kari, my 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 partner, and her coworkers. I went out with them last night. Uh. They are, they, my, my partner works uh, a couple, three nights a week, um, uh, in industry as a bartender still. And, uh, so I went out, visited, visited her at like the tail end of her shift and just went out drinking with her and her, uh, and her little crew that she has over there. And man, they took care of me. So shout out to them. I had a very good time. That's nice. That's nice. See, I'm cringe, and yeah. I don't really go out with people. Go out with other people because I work <laughs> from home because I'm lame, mm -hmm. and I don't. It's not like I can like, oh, I'll go out with my coworkers. All my coworkers are in Washington or other places. I mean, especially with with COVID. Yeah, I definitely don't. I yeah, I'm just not not going out a lot. Uh and and like thankfully I I have my booster and everything. So like I was I was at least like competent in doing it. Uh you know, it's it's just uh, uh same over here. Like 9 times out of 10 weekend, I'm just staying in, hanging out. Uh not not doing anything, especially these last couple of years. So yeah, definitely. Uh it was a it was a nice change of pace, but yeah. Very cool. But uh, I think, I think, and and didn't I, you and Kelsey go out sometimes though, right? I mean, we go out, but it's not like we go out with other people right now, cause, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's different, I guess. I can dig it. I can dig it. Oh. Well, if and when. You guys come to DC, or we, or we go to uh, Guardian Con, if if our tickets ever become good again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to go out. We'll have to go out, um, and uh, and paint the town. Heck yeah! All right. I'm down. I'm down. Uh, well, all right, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us again this week. Um, you know, right before the holiday season too. So, you know, I know, I know it can be stressful uh, during the most wonderful time of the year and, uh, and into new years, but, uh, you know, take care of yourself, stay safe, drink 
water, especially the water. if you're out painting the town. All the yeah. water. Well, maybe not all mm -hmm. of it. Don't drink salt water. Yeah, save some for others, but like drink, dr drink it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, with that though, we'll see you next time. Uh, thank you again for uh, joining us this week and uh, yeah, stay safe. Bye bye. Toodles. That's off, Guardians. That's it for this week's discussion. Have any questions or comments about this episode? You can reach out to us on Twitter, at SpinFoilTheory, or write us an email at SpinFoilTheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website, SpinFoilTheory.com. The Lord Network.